What is going on, guys? Your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I am your host, Josh Prepigina, and we are back again. It is Thursday before you guys are hearing this, and I am recording on the day I'm supposed to, which is pretty nice. It's not even 5 o'clock in the afternoon yet. This is beautiful. By the time I'm done, my family will be home, and I'll get to hug them. But before that, we have to talk some MMA. I'm grateful to be here as I am every week. So with that being said, let's get into the news. Mm. Your boy made a tea before pushing record. So it's beautiful. So we know the heavyweight champion. Went into his last title fight. The heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou. Went into his last title fight. With a messed up knee. Uh, We knew that he was going to need surgery. Post fight. And uh, he finally had surgery. Francis posted six days ago. That knee surgery went very well today. ACL reconstruction and MCL. Repair. No meniscus damage. So it seems like he's going to be out for almost a year, which is insane to say. Uh, That dude just can't really catch a break when it comes to booking since his title fight. I'm just hoping for a speedy recovery for him. Um, It looks like the UFC might be looking into... Uh, doing an interim title again, which, you know, a year is a long time to wait, especially for a division that hasn't had much movement since the new champion. So um, we will see what happens with the UFC heavyweight title. Biggest news of the, you know what, actually, let's go over some of these smaller things because I probably have a lot to talk about with the biggest news of the week. You guys could already probably think about it. But uh, so let's talk about BKFC. So they announced that Paige Van Zant will headline a BKFC card in London July 9th. No word on her opponent yet. But yes, AW's Paige Van Zant will be headlining the BKFC card, their debut in London on July 9th. Sticking with BKFC, Jimmy Rivera. The uh, former UFC fighter has signed with BKFC. He was someone who, you know, it was nice to see him in the UFC because he was Puerto Rican. So me as a Puerto Rican, I enjoyed watching him. Unfortunately, he had a tough, tough road in the UFC, so it didn't go great. But he was always game, but we talked about game isn't always a great thing to be when you're in this high level of mixed martial arts. Let's stick with the other promotions. Once again, PFL announces their return date. So according to Mike Heck from MMA fighting PFL reveals April 20th season opener fight card featuring in the main event, Roush Monfio versus Don Mage. Some of the other fights. Uh, let's just go over some of the more notable fights here. 
Anthony Pettis versus Miles Price. Antonio Carlos Jr. versus Delon Monty. Jeremy Stevens versus Clay Collard. Uh, we have Emiliano Sordi versus Josh Silveria. Uh, OAM, Olvin Oban Mercier versus TBA. Uh, Omari Akhmedov is on this card. Robert Wilkerson is on this card. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty uh, great main card there. We'll see. It will be on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. What I'm looking for here at with the PFL is the pacing of the card, man. Their cards are so long. So let's hope that, uh, they, they really tighten it up because PFL, I want to love it. I love, I, I do love watching it, you know, because I I just love watching MMA, but I want to really enjoy myself, but it's sometimes it's just way too much. Let's be honest. (laughs) Sticking, Outside of the UFC, let's move on to maybe the number two promotion in the U.S., and that is Bellator. I'm going to take a sip of my tea. Because a lot of news came out of Bellator this week. So starting with the Bantamweight Grand Prix. We know it's coming up, and it took a real big hit this week. So out of the Bellator Grand Prix is... Sergio Pettis, the champion, out of the whole Grand Prix, as well as James Gallagher. Both of those guys are out, both out with injuries. Um, not sure what the injuries are, but all we know is they are out. And in the opening round, the interim title will be up for grabs when Juan Archuleta takes on Hafian, or Rafian Stotts, sorry, MMA, you're used to pronouncing your R's with H's, and it's it's not true. It's Rafian Stotts. <laughs> so, Yuroslav Amosov is also out of the MVP fight. He is still defending Ukraine, which is crazy to say that that guy, an MMA champion in a major organization, I don't need to fight right now. I got to fight for my country. That is amazing taking his place against mvp in london will be logan storley we saw what amasov did to logan storley so that is uh i think it's a better fight for mvp possibly gaining interim gold there then the moose is back gay guard musasi will take on johnny eblin that is targeted for a june card for uh, Bellator. And then the women's flyweight champion, Juliana Vasquez, defends her title against Liz Carmouche in Hawaii. So that is a lot for Bellator. Uh, we will also get the two, the people that are supposed to take Pettis and Gallagher's place. They should announce those later on tonight. We'll talk about the replacements next week for sure. But. As of now, we haven't heard of a replacement. So let's move on to the biggest uh, news story. And that is Jorge Masvidal attacking Colby Covington at a restaurant. Yes, I said that Colby Covington was attacked by Jorge Masvidal 
at a Miami restaurant. So let's see. Where do we start? Um, apparently at Poppy, you know, Colby Covington was at Poppy Steaks. We saw the posts with uh, Bob Mennery and the Nelk Boys. They were posting that they were with uh, Code, or I'm sorry. They were posting that they were with Colby Covington. And, uh, you know, oh, look, I'm with the King of Miami. He's just smiling in the camera, you know, doing his bit. And uh, then the report comes out that he was attacked. Allegedly, he uh, he fractured his front left tooth and suffered an abrasion to his left wrist, according to the police report. He um, identified Masvidal by the sound of his voice because as well as recognizing his hair sticking out of his hoodie, as the UFC welterweight was allegedly wearing a blue surgical face mask with his hoodie raised up above his head. That's crazy because, <laughs> Jorge, that's the only time I ever heard of him wearing a face mask. I, I thought of that joke as soon as I heard this, but everybody has run with it, so I felt the need to still say it. <laughs> um, So... Who's this? Damon, Damon Martin reports that Masvidal released a video late Monday night that seemed to reference the altercation after it took place. Quote, call this showing your face challenge, Masvidal said. What's up? I'm from Dade County. You talk. You have to back it up. That's how my city rolls. He followed with a message on Twitter early Tuesday morning. That good morning to everyone except those that think talking about someone's kid is cool. He has since the uh, first report, he has he did get arrested. He did make bail and um, plead pled not guilty in the charges of the alleged assault. His next court date is in April. Uh, Colby Covington did press charges against Jorge, told police his $90,000 Rolex was damaged in the assault. Approximately $15,000 worth of damage. Uh, so Jorge was charged with aggravated battery with a mask and felony criminal mischief. Me personally, let's talk about how I feel because this is, this is kind of tough to talk about because if it's my family or my kids, if anybody talks about my wife or kids, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? It's just uh, not something that I would tolerate. But Jorge Masvidal had 25 minutes to settle the score. You had all the chances in the world legally to destroy this man and you got dominated for five rounds so I have very little respect you know yeah it's cool that you're street or whatever you know whatever anybody wants to say it doesn't change the fact that this guy had his shot to uh to whoop on Colby and he didn't legally so he went the illegal route he's a street thug 
That's fine. That's how he wants to be known as. That's fine. I personally don't respect it that much. I don't blame Colby for pressing charges, but I do think that this could have all been avoided if the UFC was a little more strict on how you can trash talk because I think that kids, family, religion should always stay like out of the conversation. It's just something that we should not touch. Excuse me. But that was the news. That was obviously the biggest news story. Like I said, I wasn't – you've probably heard every take under the sun about it already. Me personally – I get it, but that doesn't mean I like it. I didn't respect it. You know what I mean? So with that being said, let's get into this week's fight announcements. As always, these come from UFC News Alerts on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for always keeping up with our uh, fight announcements. So starting with Alexander Romanoff will now take on Tanner Bozer. Uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio versus Michelle Pajeda, May 21st. I, as soon as I saw this, I had to post it on Instagram. I can tell from this fight, somebody's going to take a nap. <laughs> Tim Elliott will face Amir Albazi. Andreas Michalaitis versus Renat. <laughs> this is a real tough name. Renat. Frakridinov, June 4th. Uh, Eric Anders versus Junyon Park. Ryan Spahn versus Iwan Kutalaba. And then Davey Grant versus Luis Smoka. That are the fight announcements. Thanks again, UFC News Alerts, as always. Let's get into UFC London from last weekend because this card was phenomenal. Top to bottom it was an awesome atmosphere um let's talk about how i watched this card because it's very rare that i do this um but during the fight i was at a wedding so what i did was i chose to basically i turned on the card during the cory mckenna fight cory mckenna and elise reed fight and uh i kept it on in the background but <laughs> I ended up uh, not really paying too much attention to it until around the surrogate. Let me see. Around the Paul Craig fight, the end of it was when I got in the car, get ready to leave. And uh, we were in Greenville, South Carolina. I told my wife, please drive. The baby was going to take a nap in the back, back. So I sat in the back with the baby and, uh, I I watched basically the rest of the card from the uh, Sergey Pavlovich fight on, but when I got home, I ended up rewatching the fights that I missed, plus the key moments of the fights. You know, the big moments of the card, and it was kind of awesome. You know, I think I saved a lot of time watching the fights. You know, kind of watching with one eye open earlier in the day. And then just watching what I needed to, you know, able to speed through. I think I was, I could have watched the whole card in like an hour if I wanted to, you know what I mean? So it was awesome the way I watched it. But let's start up top at the main event. 
This sounds rude. Um, let's start here because let's be honest. This was almost an afterthought because of how awesome the card was. How great Tom Aspinall looked versus Alexander Volkov. He looked so fast, so young. He just looked on another, like, speed, honestly, versus Volkov. Tom Aspinall's the real deal. He submitted him in the first round by straight arm lock. Uh, Volkov did not have an answer for any takedowns. Um, and Tom Aspinall is someone that we need to keep an eye on now. He was number, I believe, 10. And I think he just beat the number five, so or number seven. So Tom Aspinall steady moving up. The best thing that happened was <laughs> the cancellation with Shamil Abdurahimov. And he got to fight someone who has all the experience in the world in Alexander Volkov. And like everybody says, he passed it with flying colors. He is now undefeated. In the UFC with wins over Volkov, Sergey Spivak, Andre Orlovsky, Alan Boudot, and Jake Collier. Crazy. He lost two fights earlier in his career for Bama. Uh, he got heel hooked in his third, fourth professional fight. And then <laughs> he lost... Uh, in his fifth professional fight due to him throwing a legal 12 to six elbow. So, uh, he's crushing it, man. Uh, I want to, he called out Tai Tuivasa. I really want to see him fight the winner of this weekend's main event, which we'll talk about later on. But, uh, I think that he does need a few more fights and Ty is obviously someone that the UFC is trying to push. So I see him kind of in a different direction that I do Tom Aspinall right now. In the co-main event, one of the wildest first rounds you'll ever see, uh, Arnold Allen defeats Dan Hooker by standing TKO in the first round. Arnold Allen took it to Hooker. Unfortunately, Hooker's return to 145 did not end very well. Arnold dropped him a few times, had him on shaky legs. Dan Hooker did drop Arnold in an exchange. This was wild, but just uh Arnold Allen just looked so much stronger than Hooker. I wouldn't I don't know if it's the weight cut, it might be the age difference. Uh Arnold Allen is just on another level when it comes to career trajectory right now. It's sad to see because I'm a fan of Dan Hooker, but uh he did not look in the same on the same level as the person who was standing across the cage from him. And that's crazy because Dan Hooker has been a contender, someone who we've seen fought at the fight at the top of the division for so long at 155 and for him to go down to 1 uh 145 and just get smoked. Uh it was hard to watch, man. I don't know what he's going to do next. I'm not going to choose his career for him, but uh I hope he takes a while off and uh, figures it out. Congratulations, Arnold Allen, though. I I feel so bad because he did the work, but all we could talk about is what's next for Hooker. (laughs) Before that killer fight, we had 
maybe one of the biggest prospects in British MMA, Patty the Batty Pimblet. He submitted Rodrigo Vargas in the first round by rear naked choke. The crowd went wild. Uh, I don't think he was as hurt as everybody thought he was. I don't think he got dropped that bad. He definitely got touched, but it was clear that to get off the cage, he he tried to double leg uh, Rodrigo Vargas, and it was, you know, just Patty doing Patty things. Patty has a phenomenal ground game. He was able to work his way up. He judo throwed uh, Vargas into another dimension and submitted him very shortly after. Uh, anybody who's talking about Patty needs to fight better competition. I just don't see why right now. Just just slowly work him up. Yes, I understand that he has he has had a ton of fights, but this is the UFC. It's a different game. I think that he has to gradually work his way up, and uh, I think the UFC is doing the right thing when it comes to his purse. I personally don't believe that he made twelve and twelve, uh, but. That's none of my business. We talk about that all the time. You know, these guys sign the contracts. They know what they're going to make. Uh, if it really bothered them, they wouldn't be fighting. Gunnar Nelson returned versus Takashi Sato, and Gunnar wins by unanimous decision. Molly McCann defeats Luana Carlina, one of the most vicious women's knockouts I've ever seen when Molly McCann spinning back elbowed Luana Carlina back to Narnia. This was insane, uh, devastating. Luana Carlina's eyes went behind her back, the back of her head. It was, it was crazy to see. The celebration was awesome. Molly McCann is so much fun to watch. She was just clanging and banging the whole fight. Uh, this is must-see this knockout, though, unfortunately for Carolina, who just went to sleep. McCann is a savage. I was, I was so good to see that. So good to see that. That was awesome, but this knockout was incredible as well. Ilya Taporia, KOs, Jai Herbert, cold stiff in the second round with a left to the body. And this devastating right hook that, again, this guy hit the ground and was asleep before he hit the ground. It was devastating. Ilya Taporia will destroy Patty Pimblin if he shows up and fights like that. This guy is the real deal, and I cannot wait to see what he does at 145. Yes, this was this fight was at 155. I think he could probably contend at that weight. But I think he's a little short. So even though I would love to see him at 155, go back to 145 and do work because Jesus Christ, what you just did to Jai Herbert was insane. Makwan Americani submits Mike Grundy in under a minute by Anaconda Choke. <laughs> just uh, devastating for Mike Grundy, who was in front of his home crowd. Sergey Pavlovich KOs Shamil Abdurahimov in the first round. Another devastating finish. Paul Craig comes back after getting his ass whooped by Nikita Krylov to submit Nikita Krylov by triangle choke in the first round. This was awesome to see. Congratulations to Paul Craig. He's so much fun to watch. He's never in a boring fight. I'm convinced. 
Jack Shore versus Timur Valiev was fun as well. Jack Shore getting the unanimous decision victory. Jack Shore stating after the fight that that was the closest he ever felt to losing. The only split decision on the card when Elise Reed defeated Corey McKenna. Uh, this was probably the least exciting fight. Um, unfortunately for them, this card was just full of really fun fights. I wouldn't say that this fight was boring, but if you go through the whole card, this was the least exciting. Elise Reed clearly upset that she didn't get a in-octagon interview, which was kind of sad. And in the first fight of the night, the phenom Mohamed Mohaev submits Cody Durden and under a minute by guillotine choke. Um, just showing everybody that Cody Durden is trash. He's a trash person. He's a trash fighter. And uh, he got what he deserves here. I want to see Mohamed Mohaev on the fast track. Please just uh, just shoot this guy to the moon at 125. Please. But everybody who got a finish on that card got a bonus. Congratulations. I think that they did great business in London. And it was clear that the uh, out of 12 fights, nine finishes, and the, uh, or I'm sorry, out of, yeah, 12 fights, there were nine finishes, and they all got 50K. So congratulations. UFC was in a good mood. That was an incredible card, but we have a really fun weekend here planned let's take a sip of the tea again starting off probably now as you guys are listening to this one championship one x we've been waiting for this card since like june of last year i think that chatri sityadong went on the mma hour and talked about it or it couldn't have been June because it didn't come back till August but you know what I mean it was very late last year where they brought up this card it was supposed to happen like December got pushed to now but it's here now let's go over some of these incredible fights in the main event Stamp Fairtex takes on Angela Lee for the one strawweight championship in the co-main event Demetrius Johnson in a custom rules fight versus Rod Tang. That is an amazing fight. The uh, the structure of the fight where it's like Muay Thai MMA, Muay Thai MMA. It's kind of weird, but I'm, I'm down for it. I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, I want to see if Rod Tang can put Demetrius Johnson to sleep or Demetrius Johnson is going to submit Rod Tang. For the one bantamweight championship, Adriano Moraes takes on Yuya Wakamatsu. Shinya Aoki takes on Yoshihiro Akiyama. Edward Fuliang versus John Wayne Parr in a Muay Thai bout. That's exciting. Uh, let's see, because there's some real fun stuff here. We have Rainer DeRitter. Yes, two-weight world champion. For one championship. He has taken on Andre Galvao in a grappling matchup. And another grappling matchup making her debut for one championship. Daniel Kelly takes on Mi Yamaguchi. 
Uh, also on this card, Nikki Holtskin, Amir Khan, just uh, just full of names here. Oh, the kickboxing one featherweight championship, Capitan Petchindi versus Hiroki Akimoto. So I will be tuning into this card 100%, however I can watch it, because the, uh, the flyweight world championship fight is amazing. The Adam Weight World Championship fight is amazing. And then the Rod Tang fight. I cannot wait. As well as seeing Daniel Kelly on pay-per-view. That is a phenomenal card. Then we move on to Saturday night. UFC is back in Columbus with a banger. In the main event, Curtis Razor Blades takes on my hometown boy, Someone who I will root for for the rest of my time as an MMA fan, Chris Dawkins. He looks to rebound after getting KO'd by, uh, by, I'm so sorry, Derek Lewis. Obviously, uh, Blades coming off the win f- over Jarzino Rosenstruck. Uh, I hope to God that Curtis Blades just sleeps on Chris Dawkins and thinks like this guy can't grapple. You know, I'm just going to out wrestle him. And I think that Chris Dawkins is going to catch Curtis blades and KO him. I cannot wait to see that fight. It's going to be in front of a big crowd in Columbus. Let's go in the co-main event. Joanne Wood, not on the best streak right now. For some reason, she's in the co-main event against a killer from Mexico and Alexa Grasso. Unfortunately, I think this is where Joanne Calderwood gets her walking papers because I think that Alexa Grasso will finish her with strikes. Matt Brown is back in his hometown, and he's taking on Brian Barberina. That's going to be a really fun fight. Those guys are going to throw down. Maybe the most, like, this fight has the most title implications you know what I mean? Like, this is the most... This fight carries the most weight on the card. Askar Askarov takes on Kai Kara France. Uh, I think that whoever wins this fight will take on the winner of Figueredo Moreno 4, which we did here is coming sometime later this year. Alexio Linick takes on Alir Latifi. Slava Claus is back, and he's taking on Mark Giacchese. I really want to see Slava Claus versus Patty the Batty. I think that's a great fight. Neil Magny is on the prelims headlining against Max Griffin. That's so crazy that Neil Magny has been calling out Hamzat for so long, didn't get the fight, and now he's on a prelim against Max Griffin. Sarah McMahon takes on Carol Rosa. Daniil Bakary takes on Chris Gutierrez. Alizakab Kizriev takes on Denise Tiluin. Jennifer Maya buried on the prelims against Manon Fiodo. David Dvorak versus Mateus Nicolau. Mateus Nicolau is so much fun. I can't believe he's an underdog. I think he finishes Dvorak. And then the first fight of the night, featherweight Bruno Souza versus Luis Saldana. This is a great card. I can't wait to watch it on Saturday. 
Shout out to Chris Dawkins, man. I'm rooting for you. And that has been this week's episode of YBE MMA. I am Josh Prepigina. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Preps in one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA podcast, as well as Teespring. Teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love you, mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.